Hey guys, and welcome to the Pro Writer Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Blanchard. Really, really excited about today's episode. I have with me Chandler Bolt. He is a five-time best-selling author and the author of the upcoming book, Published. He's also the founder and CEO of Self-Publishing School, which is the number one online resource for writing your first book. Through his books, training videos, and self-publishing school, he's helped thousands of people on their journey to writing their first book. So welcome, Chandler. Uh, thanks, Jennifer. Great to be here. So I would love to just I, – I know that you sort of didn't start off as a writer, so I would love to just sort of hear your story and how you got to be where you are right now. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I'm a, I'm a college dropout, and I'm a C-level English student. Uh, so English was definitely not my strong suit. Uh, in fact, it was the one class that I hated, <laughs> and I, I wasn't very good at it. And my motto was kind of always give me a test, but don't give me a paper, because if you give me a paper, I'm going to fail it. And, you know, I, I think there's a conspiracy theory going on amongst my English teachers to just see who could write the most red ink on my papers. <laughs> because every time I give them back, I mean, it was just, it was brutal. Uh, and, and I just started comparing myself to my friends. And I think uh, a lot, hopefully a lot of people can relate to this is, you know, you get some critical feedback, especially at an early age. And that's enough to, for you to mentally put yourself in a box that, and just tell yourself, hey, I guess I'm not a good writer, or I guess that writing isn't my thing. And so I kind of, from an early age, put myself in that box and said, hey, this is just not who I am. And so guess what? Every time I had to write a paper, I, it, it's not going to be good because that would actually contradict the identity that I had created for myself <laughs> via feedback from other people. So what would happen is my friends would, you know, I, I remember one friend, he would he he thought papers were so easy, and he would just write one in two or three hours. He'd turn it in and get an A. Meanwhile, uh, I'd be up all night in the library trying to put together three pages, and then I'd stay up all night. I'd turn it in the next morning, and I'd get a C or a D, uh, and it wouldn't go well. So, yeah, I definitely haven't been a, a writer, and if you would have said a few, even just a few years ago that I would be putting out my sixth book, I would have said you're crazy. And yet here you are. Here we are. <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing. So I'm actually going to ask you about your book in a second, but you, you sort of mentioned something that I wanted to highlight, which is the idea of the mindset. So you sort of, because you had those beliefs about yourself, you didn't see yourself as someone who could do the things that you wanted to do. So how did you sort of bust through that mindset? Uh, by just by doing a book and, and having it be successful. Uh, there, there was... I mean, I think it helped that I had pretty low expectations. <laughs> uh, I did my first book, and it started as this uh, – the, the first one that I published, it started as this idea where, okay, we're going to do a 20-page PDF, and then it kind of grew into a book. And so I think by actually not setting out on this trailblazing journey to the full – uh, from zero to full-length novel, if you will, I think that kind of actually – made the stakes a little lower, which meant that I said, hey, whatever, you know, it's just a little PDF. I'm going to put it together. I'm going to share it with a few of my friends. So the pressure wasn't as high, and I felt like it was – I was talking about things that I was good at and uh, and things that I – lessons that I learned. So I said, okay, you know, I can do this. And success breeds success, right? The first book was extremely successful by my standards at the time, uh, and 
you know, brought in close to $7,000 in the first month and then continued to bring in thousands of dollars every single month in passive income. And so I said, okay, well, I don't care if my English teachers like this book. People, other people like this book enough to buy it. Uh, so that's, that's enough for me. And that kind of, that started to build my confidence. And, you know, I, I like to say that writing a, writing a book is like learning how to ride a bike. Once you, once you learn it and once you do it for the first time, you've got that muscle memory built up and you'll never forget it and you'll be able to do it over and over and over again. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. So you obviously done that six books. Now you're on your sixth one published. So let's hear about that one. Yeah. So this is a, I feel like this is a, a, a redo on, I so I did a book called book launch. Uh, it's, it's on Amazon. It's got, I think, as of this recording, about 608 reviews. Uh, so it's done pretty well. But I actually looked back and I said, you know what? I think we rushed this, and I think we could have done a better job with this book. So published was kind of – it was my better job, I think. Uh, so I, I said, hey, you know what? I want to go back to the drawing board. There were elements that weren't included. There was stuff that I've learned since then. It was – I mean, I want to really do a full end-to-end book that says, hey, here's how you go from nothing – to best-selling author in 90 days, uh, and 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 here are the literally the exact steps that you take. Uh, it's what I've learned from uh, teaching thousands of students through my program, School Publishing School, uh, and then also what I've learned from doing multiple books myself. So it, it really is just a distilled down uh, way to to uh, to write, market, and publish your first book. That's why I call it "Publish: The Proven Path from Blank Page to Published Author." Yeah, so you you just said something. Um, you had another book that you wrote that you're sort of, this is like the redo of it. So are you going to be taking the other book down, or how does that work? No, the other book is still up. It's, I mean, I think it's still good. This covers, diff- this covers different material. Uh, it's framed in a different way. It's I think it's the end-to-end, whereas book launch is kind of like, hey, it's how to write, market, and publish a book, but it's just different. I mean, I think this is way more polished. This is way better. Uh, and I'll keep them both up because I know there's different things that uh, people like uh, in the different books, uh, and and there's a lot of differences between the two. I just feel like I, 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 at the time, I guess what I should have said is at the time, I wanted Book Launch to be my flagship book. <laughs> uh, and then I did another book called How to Not Suck at Writing Your First Book. <laughs> and then, I, I you know, this one, I, I finally said, okay, publish, this is, I can legitimately say this is my flagship work. This is kind of what I can point to. Anytime someone says, hey, I want to write a book, I'm going to say, hey, you got to get this book. Uh, and so I really just threw a lot of effort and a lot of time into this thing to make sure that it was great. That, that's awesome. I, I think that the reason I asked about that was because um, something that I think a lot of writers think about is, like, what if I do publish something and then, you know, two, three years down the road, I'm a much better writer, I'm a much better you know, author, like, is it bad to write about the same topic again? Or is it, is it bad to leave those old original books up when you know, like, now you're a much better writer? And, and so I think that's something, even something that I've sort of been dealing with, like, what do I do, you know, because I have some that right. I have to go back and fix. So um, would you just recommend people, you know, kind of just keep going and not worry about the old uh, stuff? For sure, for sure. Keep going. Don't take it down. Let's like, let's do some basic math, right? So there's, over 100 million people that have an Amazon account or buy stuff from Amazon, okay? Now, 
let's break that down into how many of those people have bought your book. I mean, we're talking like point zero zero one percent probably, right? I mean, even if you sold 10,000, 30,000, whatever copies, even then it would be point something, something, something percent of all the people that exist in that ecosystem. Or, and even then, that's, the, the people who exist in that Amazon ecosystem only represent a fraction of the people who can and might buy your book. So you break down on that. Okay, so we get this small percentage who have, who have bought your book. Well, there's a very small percentage that will actually start reading the book that they've bought. We all know that, you know, at least I do, maybe this is not for you and maybe not for people listening to this, but I know at least for me, I have books that I haven't read, okay? So then there's even a smaller percentage that, re- that start reading the book. Uh, and then there's a study that says of people who start reading a book, only 20% of them actually finish it which means most people have probably read a chapter, maybe a few, and 80% of the people who have even started reading your book haven't finished it. So, like, if we're breaking this down all the way, now let's also do some basic math and say, okay, what percentage of the people who bought your book actually started reading it, and then the 20% who actually read it are going to buy another book from you? That's a pretty small percentage, right? And so when you break that down, yes. then the, the crossover, I mean, we're talking points of, of points of points of a percentage. And so, it, you know, although a valid concern for most people, and I think that's something a lot of people think about, it, it's, it's such a small percentage. And even then, I have books that I've read three, four, five times, and I still get something out of them. Uh, and, I, you know, I will keep reading them that many times. So, like, even then... There's something to be said for space repetition. So if you're covering something, the same topic, but in a different way, the end reader still gets value, even if they are in that fraction of a percent. Right. And and actually, breaking it down the way you just did, it almost seems like a silly question. <laughs> like, why would you think yeah, yeah. most people probably haven't seen it? Yeah, 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 for, definitely. And, and the, you know, it's funny. They might not see it in that form. Like, just even if you get down to the, the marketing, I love marketing, and it's all positioning, right? So the book book launch versus published, certain types of people will buy a book titled book launch. Certain types of people will buy a book titled published. I could probably put the same book in that shell, and it would get a totally different readership. Yeah, that's very true. That is very true. And actually, that's, that goes along with the idea of when you're coming up with a title, really thinking about who it is you're targeting and what it is they're looking for specifically and sort of basing it on that. 100%. Yeah, your, your title should speak to the benefits of the end reader, uh, not to the features of your book. Absolutely. Yeah, I love results-based titles, which is why I think published is such a great title because it's really what's the result published. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much <laughs> yeah. what it is. You know, it's, it's exactly yeah. It, it invokes a feeling. It's the it, it represents a checkpoint, a finish line. Uh, you know, it's something that it's aspirational. People want to be published, and there's even a period at the end of the title because I feel like that's very symbolic as well. Published with a period because. That, that's kind of what it feels like when you finally publish this book that's been kind of uh, working up inside of you for a really long time. So it's, I, you know, some people, and I thought this too when I came, you know, I came up with this title with my team, and I said, well, that's the worst SEO title ever. I mean, that's going to be so hard to rank for. That's going to be so, you know, it's not unique in terms of the actual word itself. 
but I think when you have a good title and something that speaks to the end reader's desires, it, 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 a lot of that stuff doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I think it's it's going to be a really good book, so I'm excited to check it out. Um, when you were writing this book, I would love to just sort of know, like, what are your writing habits like? Like, do you write every day or do you have, like, a word count that you hit or how does that sort of work for you? Yeah, uh, so even still, speaking is as much, is, is for me, is much easier than writing. So um, I actually have help, and I had help with this book. So I have someone on my team who helps uh, me with the draft of these books. Uh, and so this is, uh, I, you know, I got this idea from Josh Shipp, and he talks about formulating your speeches because um, he's a speaker and he trains people on how to speak. I mean, so there's, there's different types of people. There's certain people who are very good at creation. There's other people who are very good at editing. There's other people who are very good at research. So there's multiple phases of the creation process. Uh, I feel like I'm a good editor. So I'm a good, so basically what my process is, uh, and you know, it, it's different for everybody, but I, I like to, so one of my first books I wrote in a week, and I like to, that's my style. I like to get in there, turn everything else off, because for me, split focus is a huge, huge issue. Excuse me, not only in my extremely ADD, but, you, you know, I have a lot going on and, uh, you know, a multi-million dollar company I'm running, and there's just a lot of demands on my time. So the ability to zero in on one thing is super important to me. So that's why I like zooming in. That's what I do with my books. That's what I wrote my first book in a week. Uh, you know, this book, I basically the process was I said, hey, here's all the things I want to cover. Here's all of the material that I have. Here's a video here. I recorded an audio here. There's a PDF here that we can pull from. And it's like a, it's a lot of work that I've been just kind of compiling over the course of a while. I said, here's what I want it to look like. Uh, I work with a girl on my team. We came up with an outline, and I said, hey, here's literally all the content that you need that I've already created um, for this outline. Uh, and she wrote a draft of it, and then I went in. <laughs> That's kind of when uh, I get going. And, and so then I'm able to say, okay, cool. We need a story here. We need to add a testimonial here. We need to – when someone reads, they're going to have this objection and this objection, so we need to counter that right here. We need to, and so that's when I go in and I just start molding and tweaking and changing and adding, and uh, that's when I'll go in for my blitz. Uh, so whether it's a week, and I'll just blitz it and do hours and hours a day, um, which is kind of how I did with this. Uh, and I, you know, if, I, if I'm traveling, I'll work on a plane because then there's no distractions and that sort of thing. So that's kind of how uh, that's kind of my process. Um, I think that's amazing because I, I love the idea of shortening the timeline and just getting it done because I think so many writers get in their head about stuff and it's like just get out of your head and get into action and you'll actually see what it is you're trying to create in your head. It'll actually mm -hmm. be real. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Yeah. It's it's amazing to just see what's possible when you shorten your timeline. I, I think Yeah. I like to do that, too, with my books. So sometimes people think I'm crazy because I go, oh, I wrote and published that in 10 days. And they're like, what, 10 days? But I'm like, get out of your head and get into action, man. Watch watch to see what happens. And, uh, right. So, yeah, it's, it's Parkinson's law, right? You know, Parkinson's yeah. law says that an object will swell in proportion to the amount of time or resources that you get, that you give it. So if you give yourself 18 months to write your book, it's going to take you 18 months. If you give yourself... Uh, a week, it's going to take you a week. And, and, yeah, it may not be a perfect draft, but it's a draft, and it's enough momentum and enough progress to keep you going. 
Yeah, that's uh, absolutely. Um, I think it's a mindset thing too. It's really just believing that it's possible to do it in that amount of time. Cause I think a lot of times we, writers get in their heads on that too, is like, you know, well, I don't know anyone who's done it before. I've never done it that fast. Uh-huh. So it's not uh-huh. possible, right? Like, <laughs> so, yep. yeah. So I was part of self-publishing school mastermind and I was on one of the uh, weekly calls that you guys do. And I heard you mention that you meditate and I just thought that was so fantastic because I'm, I'm always trying to tell writers how powerful it is to work on your mindset and to just really um, just get yourself to a place where you feel very centered before you start working on your stuff or before you even get into your day. So I would love to sort of hear about your like morning routine or just like how meditation plays into just how you manage your, your life. Yeah, 100%. So I, I have uh, my own Miracle Morning. So it's uh, the book, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Highly recommend it. That's kind of the basis for my morning routine. Uh, so my morning routine is pretty extensive. It's long, and I wouldn't recommend it for most people, especially if you're just starting with this sort of thing. Um, I do a little bit of exercise. I do affirmations. I do reading. I do, gosh, um, just a bunch of other stuff. Uh, and then I also do my meditation. So I use Headspace. Uh, it's an app. I love it. Uh, and I, I do that pretty much every day um, as part of my morning routine. So that's one of the last things I do. It's after I've read, after I've went through my affirmations, after I've done a little bit of exercise, all that stuff. One of the last things I do before I get a little shower and uh, make some breakfast. And so that just kind of gets my head in, in the right uh in the right, <laughs> I'm just walking into a pun here. <laughs> Gives my head in the right space, which the app's called Headspace. So, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, it just gets, uh, it gets, uh, yeah, it gets me to a good place to where my mind's clear. Which is super important. I mean, I, I think that when I started doing that thing in your routine, is it's funny because mine is very similar to that, and I include a lot of similar things. But I haven't checked out that book, so I'm definitely gonna check that book out now. Um, but, yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I, I think especially doing what you do and, and running the kind of business that you run, like, it's it's needed. There's no way around having that part of your life. And that's really the thing that I try to talk to writers about with Pro Writer Mindset is the idea of, like, your mind is everything. And so when you take care of that and your creativity just becomes amazing. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've had that experience, but I would guess you have. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, because if your mind is cluttered, then your thinking is going to be cluttered and your writing is going to be cluttered. So the only way to overcome that is to kind of clear the slate. Um, and and, and I, I, in my opinion, uh, meditation is one of the best, most consistent ways to do that. I mean, I do stuff like I go into the float tank, um, sensory deprivation tank, and that'll help on a more macro level. So sometimes if I'm, you know, had a big week and a hectic weekend. I'll do that on a Sunday night. So that kind of clears my mind. So I'm coming into the week fresh. But if you're talking about on the micro, like daily level, I think short burst of meditation, which I do my meditation, it's like 10 to 12 minutes. Uh, so it's, I'm not one of those people who uh, I'm meditating for like an hour or something, you know. Uh, it's a short burst, but it's exactly what I need to get my mind right. That's awesome. That's really awesome. So the last question I wanted to ask you before we wrap this up is, what is your favorite piece of writing advice that you've either received or that you love to give to writers when they ask you for advice? Oh, well, I'd say there's two things. Um, 
and these are really these are the only two rules that we have inside self-publishing school. One is that you can't write more than one book at one time. Two is that you can't edit while you write. That's a big one. That's my favorite piece of advice because it trips up so many people from actually ever finishing their book. It's a huge, a huge stumbling block because we all know someone who has a half-written book, right? They have five perfectly written chapters that they've been working on for years, and they're never, they're never going to publish that book because they're way too in their head, and they've spent too much time on it, uh, and they've, they've edited it too much. And so the best piece of advice I could give is only write one book at a time, and when you do that, commit to finishing your rough draft by a specific date, Tell someone you know that date and then tell everyone you know that date so that you can have some public accountability to that date. And then when you start, don't think about anything else because they say you can tell uh, when a writer's on a a deadline because that's when they'll be on social media the most. (laughs) That's when they're posting on Facebook and whatever (laughs) else. It's because writing can be uncomfortable. So what I found uh, is that most people, when they get into the process, they try to do everything else but write. They'll come to me and they'll say, Chandler, I need you to think of. A, I need you to help me out with my title. And I'd say, Have you finished your rough draft yet? They say, No. I say, Well, then I'm not going to help you with your title. Go finish your rough draft. They say, Hey, Chandler, I say, what about this cover? Well, what about this marketing? Should I build an email list? Should I get a blog? What about my keywords? What about my categories? And my answer is always, Hey, have you finished your rough draft yet? No. Okay. Cool. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Go finish your rough draft. Right. You're just making excuses if you're if you're thinking about anything else. You're just making excuses. So that's the biggest piece of advice I would give: is focus solely on the rough draft. Take that rough draft to the finish line because uh, there's kind of this magical experience that happens when you do that, and you're going to get to that rough draft finish line, and you're going to start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And when you start to see the light at the end of the tunnel, you might just might actually believe that you can make this happen. Uh, and you can finally publish this book. Amazing. So true. Absolutely love it. Well, this was awesome. Thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast. And if you just want to tell us one more time where we can find you, when the book's coming out, and, and where we can get a copy. Love it. Yes, you can find me over at self-publishingschool.com. We're always uh, putting out great content there. You can find the book either on Amazon well, we've got some free copies available for the next little bit here. Uh, and you can go to self-publishingschool.com forward slash published. Um, and we've got some free copies of the book there, um, free physical copies. All you have to do is pay shipping manually. Awesome. That is awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for being here. I'm, I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time now, so I'm, I'm just thrilled that you were um, on here with me. And um, if you guys like this podcast, be sure to share it with your friends and subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher, and I will catch you next time.